have stirred it, you know it it is always amazing when we meet and we convene the word the words are often spoken before we speak before a person has spoken the conversations that we have the dialogue that we share um just continue to reveal that we are connected by the spirit we are connected by the same god Amen. I love in the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul says that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, but it always reminds me, it is the same spirit. It is the same spirit because we serve the same God. And when we serve the same God and we carry the same spirit, there is always connection. There was always a seamless connection in the spirit about how we, uh, what God is saying to each of us and and it continues to encourage me that God has a divine plan for our lives. And even in the, the, in the preparation and seeking the Lord for the word for today, to share with you, to, to encourage us all, these words echoed very strong. Part of this word was, was, was said in passing by Dr. Tim and by... Pastor Sharani. So today the, I want to share with you this word from the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and also from John chapter 9. And the title of this is this word and I want to emphasize this because part of this carries the nature of what God is saying to us. Be strong in his grace for there is much work to do. Be strong in his grace, for there is much work to do. The first scripture I'm going to read from you is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 1 to 2, but there uh, I'm going to cover some more afterwards. It says, Timothy, therefore my child, my son, some translations say, therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard me say among many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be qualified to teach others as well. You therefore must endure hardship, challenges, trials as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned until he completes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must, first, must be first to partake of the crops. Last, last two verses that I'm going to read for, for, this, for now. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. For which I suffered trouble as an evildoer even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not chained. 
Amen. And John chapter 9, John chapter 9, reads from verse 1 through to 7. Now, as Jesus was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God would be displayed in him. While it is daytime, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground, made some mud, and applied it to the man's eyes. Then he told him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak with my brothers and sisters this day. I take it not lightly to share your word with them and the word that you have placed on my heart for us all. That as we are transitioning from one year to the next, your word to us today is that we must be strong in your grace. Amen. And we must continue because there is much work to do. Yes. My brothers and sisters, the, 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 the pain almost of this word when seeking the Lord, sensing God's spirit was one of uh, an urgency, an urgency to continue an urgency. God has strategically connected us together. He has strategically allowed us to participate in a covenant relationship, covenant friendship, whereby it is by his grace alone that we have been connected together. It is by his grace alone that we have uniquely and specifically been called together from different regions to be a blessing to each other, to sharpen each other, to strengthen, strengthen each other, to bear witness with each other, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the working of that grace in and through our lives. I truly believe that God has called us to be a seed in our land and in the land of our assignment. This is something so important that the Lord kept reiterating to me that this this is we our lives are like the seeds that have fallen to the ground and as they've fallen to the ground they have died in the ground and in the process of dying in our land that we begin to bring to birth multiple fruit multiple harvests because our lives are a living sacrifice in our lands of assignment don't take it for granted, my friends, that, that you are where you are and you are called to, to do what you're doing. Nobody, I know it's a cliche we often hear in church, but no, nobody can do what you need to do. Yes, God can raise up a, another. Yes, God can raise up another, but God doesn't want to raise up another. He wants to raise you up and I up to do the work for which we have been called. In the book of Esther 4 verse 14, 
this this it almost is like a rebuke but we often quote the last part of this verse but we don't really pay take time to pay attention to what what has been said it says for if you keep silent at this time liberation and rescue will arise for the jews from another place yes it means that if, if you don't do what you are called to do in your land or your assignment, yes, God will raise up someone else. But you know what? God wants us. God wants you to respond to the call, wherever that call is, whatever that call is to do. God, God wants to use us and he wants to use us now. It says, it says, if you don't, if you don't, if you keep silent, Rescue and liberation will arise from another place and you and your father's house will perish. Who knows whether you have not been called for such a time as this. The statement was almost challenging her, challenging us. Yes, God can raise up other people. But my God, we don't have time to wait for another 20 years for another prophet Melvin to raise up for another apostle, Asar, apostle Sharani. And no, we don't have another 20 years. Our nation doesn't have that. That We need to accept that call and the mantle that God is calling us to. And we need not to be silent. We must speak. We must not let the baton pass from us to somebody else without transferring legacy, transferring destiny. The Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy encourages him. He identifies what I love about this, this, this text is, is the relationship between uh, Paul and Timothy. And this is one of the, in, in the, my time of prayer, one of, the, one of the things that the Lord strongly emphasized is this is going to be a season of replication. This is going to be a season of replication. This is going to be a season of raising up next generation. This is going to be a season of raising up, multiplying your grace in the lives of others, reproducing after your own kind. God has given you the, the grace of, uh, of Apostle Sharani. God has given you the grace of an intercessor, of a prayer. You're going to reproduce that grace in others, multiple and what was in one now becomes in two, four, six, eight, ten. Prophet Melvin, God is, is going to give you the grace to identify with such discernment. Those who carry that prophetic grace, my gosh, he was like me when I was his age. You will see the grace in their lives and begin to speak in their lives and raise up prophets. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he was speaking to Timothy, he was seeing himself in Timothy. And I pray to God that in this season, we, we are sensitive to see those who carry the grace that we carry. Timothy represented uh, Paul's strength. Timothy represented Paul's legacy. I use that word legacy, but the word that was, was really strongly in my spirit was continuation. The work must continue. The prayers must continue. The prophecies must continue. The writing must continue. The evangelism must continue. We must not stop. COVID may try to restrict, but we must not stop. Find the strength. See the, the grace, the continuation, the legacy 
that others carry. Be strong. Be strong, he said. Be strong, he said. This, he wasn't just speaking about his natural strength. He was speaking about the grace that Timothy carried. The grace, the faith, the passion, the fervor, the discipline that he identified that Timothy carried. And he was saying to him, be strong in this. And in fact, if you, it, the, the text itself was written at a time when, when, when the Paul was in prison in Rome, about to be executed shortly. Uh, and so this is a, a this is a spiritual father speaking to a spiritual son and, and saying, my gosh, my gosh, my son, I, I want you to, to rise in the spirit and I want you to take everything that I have imparted into your life and I want you to just rise. Be strong, he said. In the Amplified, it says, be strong, be const constantly strengthened and empowered. My Lord, hallelujah. Be strong, constantly strengthened, and empowered in the grace, we'll come to grace in a minute, in the grace that is only found in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I know I can't do this on my own. <laughs> Where would I be but for the grace of God? I know when I stand before churches and pastors and leaders and and, and, and pray and, and people recover and pray and they get breakthroughs and pray and things happen. It's not by my, my own intellect or wisdom or prowess or it is by no capability of myself, no qualification that I achieve or have could could allow me to be the person I am today, if not but for the grace of God. Oftentimes, we can forget that. As ministers, we can forget that it is his anointing. We can forget that it is his spirit of the Lord that is upon me. Jesus said it when he quoted Isaiah 61. He reminded them, this, I, 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 I am not coming in my own power. I'm coming in the spirit of my father that anoints me to preach, that anoints me to set the captives free. God, God is reminding us that the grace that we walk in is his grace. It is his authority. It is his power. He says, be strong. Be empowered, be strengthened, but be strong not in our own wisdom or our own ability or our own intellect or our own. That's why I love when the Apostle Paul says, I come not in the eloquence and persuasiveness of man's wisdom, but I come in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what Paul was saying to Timothy. That grace that you carry, continue, my brother, continue, my sister, continue strongly in that grace. But know that it is because of the mantle of the Spirit of God that is on you. So the strength is not a natural strength. It's a, it's a spiritual strength. It is a strength that comes with relationship. It is a strength that comes, and this is typified. This is typified in 
the Apostle Paul's relationship with Timothy and Timothy's relationship. It is, it is, it is this unison. It is this, it is this. And the the, the word that that came to me was, was vulnerability. It is the, it is, it is very hard. And I, I said this to the church on Sunday, actually. There are certain things which I could never speak to the church about, which I can only speak to my brothers and sisters on my level. I was not speaking hierarchically like I am better than them. I was speaking prophetically and I was speaking instructionally about the, the dimensions of the spirit that you may never understand unless you are called to, to walk in the office of a pastor or evangelist or apostle or a prophet or a minister, you will never understand the burden of intercession unless you are called as an intercessor. So there are some things that I can't say to you that I need to speak to my brothers and my sisters about. Amen. 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 It's, it, it, this is a reality. This is a reality. So, so the, the relationship that the apostle Paul and Timothy had was not just a friendship it was one where they were vulnerable with each other that's why my brothers and sisters that's why i could call you and say men of god women of god my wife is desperately sick they're saying that she will die they're saying that this is this is happening please stand with me i am vulnerable to you this is not about titles and apostleships and this. This is about can, can I be in an environment where I am vulnerable with my brothers and my brothers can be vulnerable with me and, 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 and we hold each other in prayer and we take the word of God and we begin to speak it and declare it and, and the testimony and the fruit of that is my God, the woman of God has risen. When I spoke with Papa and um, Dr. Jonathan and Pastor Helen, uh, shortly after Marlene recovered and she came out, we were on a private video message and Pastor Helen David said, look at resurrection life in Marlene. Mm -hmm. These things come because we are vulnerable with each other and to each other. And this is the DNA of what it means to be in covenant with each other. Amen. Timothy was in covenant with him. Timothy knew. Timothy knew, Timothy knew, that's why when Paul said to the Corinthian church, he said, my, there's a thorn in my flesh, man, I want it to be removed, oh Lord help us, and the Lord spoke to him and he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected okay. in weakness, therefore I will boast all more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may continue to rest upon me my brothers if any if there is anywhere where we can be transparent and vulnerable with each other it is here that that pastors and leaders that are out there do not have the do not have the environments where they can be transparent because wow. they are on their guard because their churches are expecting, this is my man of God. This is yes. the man of the hour with power. My gosh, yeah. how can he say he's how he, he's he's feeling he's challenged, and how can he how can he show any kind of weakness when the very weakness is what the apostle Paul says in my weakness, man, my Christ is made strong. 
This is why, Paul goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, he says, this is why for the sake of Christ, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. But strong in what? Strong in Christ. Strong in the grace. Strong in the grace, strong in the, the fact that he knows that yeah. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. Yes. I can't do this on my own. Yes. But for the grace of God. Mm. But for the grace of God. God is, God is encouraging us that yes. we have to be strong in the grace, in this mm. grace. In what grace? The grace of Jesus Christ the Lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives. This is what is going to give us the power to go out there. The second part of this message is there is much work to do. The ability for us to achieve all that we need to do is wrapped up in our ability to be vulnerable before our maker and be vulnerable with each other. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, Moses speaks to Joshua his final words. And what was so interesting about this is Moses, on two occasions, Moses says to Joshua, Joshua, be strong. Be strong, Joshua. Not, not in your ability to fight because I know you're a warrior, but be strong in everything that you have seen God do through me. I remember the, 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 the occasion in the scriptures, is it, is it 33, uh, Exodus 33, when it says Moses would go into the tent of meeting and meet God face to face. And, 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 and then it says that he would depart, but Joshua would remain. Yes, yes. Joshua yes. saw the, yes. the dimensions of God outwork in the life of Moses. So when Moses was giving his passing statement to Joshua, he wasn't just saying, be strong because I know you're able. Be strong because I know you're a strong man. Be strong because I know you're a warrior and you know how to fight. He was saying, your, your physical ability is useless without the grace of God to direct you. Be strong in the spirit. Be strong. So in, Je in Deuteronomy 31, 7, Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous for you will go with these people into the land which, which the Lord has sworn. There's, the, there's covenant again. Mm. If the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them and he will give it to them as an inheritance. And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord's ability to direct you. Be strong in the Lord's ability to continue to reveal to you the nations. Be strong in the ability for the Lord to keep you in prayer, hours of intercession. Be strong in the ability for God to open doors for you to take the gospel to those churches, to those places, to those congregations. Be, be, be confident in the Lord's ability to open doors that were previously shut. Be confident in the Lord. Moses reiterated it again in verse 23 of Deuteronomy. He says, then he commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the sons of Israel 
into the land which I swore. There are destinies, my friends, that are connected to your obedience to go when God says go. There are families, there are leaders, there are businessmen, there are businesswomen, there are children that are recipients of the grace that you carry, that when you go and you share those words, you share those books, you share those scriptures, you 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 lead those prayer movements, you you prophesy to those nations, you you take your, your ability and your skills into the marketplace. There are people's lives that are touched and and come into the knowledge of God because of your obedience. Amen. Amen. The Lord says, go. The Lord says, go. In Joshua chapter 1, the Lord now reminds Joshua of Moses' words to be strong. That, I, I, I believe, I don't know if you see it, but I believe God is emphasizing why is he emphasizing this because joshua was a strategic player for the children of israel you and i are strategic players in the kingdom of god for such a time as this and no matter what we think sometimes um our humanistic side of our nature can try to derail the destiny and the call of God by bringing in another voice that will try to contradict the word of God. Man of God, if God says the nations are at your feet, the nations are at your feet. If Amen. God says that you will prophesy before kings and leaders and prime ministers, you will preach and prophesy before kings, priests, and prime ministers. But you know what happens sometimes? The, the word of the enemy tries to come in to ensnare us. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but there's other people that are more influential than you. There are others that have a greater anointing than you. They will go, not you. Why do you think it's you? And the enemy tries to derail. We shut that down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because that which you have been, we have been called to do, we will do in the name of Jesus. So God reminds Joshua on two occasions, to, in fact, on three occasions in the book of Joshua. It says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Now it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now you arise. Oh, yes. You know what's going to happen? After the fullness of COVID is lifted, the Lord said to me, and I know I'm going to I'm jump into the end, but I'll say it and then come back to it in a minute. The Lord says, this is going to be a season for this platform, this ministry, and the and the covenant partners that are connected to up to this, this is a season of fresh manner. This Amen. is a season where there will be a fresh revival in yes. us first before we take it out. There will be yes. a fresh manner will fall. There will be a recommissioning. There will be a relaunching. There will be a resetting of the dimensions of God in our lives. Why? Because there's much work to do. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. It says, wow. be strong. Verse 6. In Amplified, it says, be strong 
and confident and courageous. For you will give these people the inheritance. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. Ah, wow. Yes. There are some areas that God is calling us to go in. We, we, we don't just need confidence, we need courage as well. That's yes. why the Bible, that's why when, when the Lord spoke to Jeremiah and, and many of the prophets, you know, don't watch their faces, don't watch <laughs> their reactions, don't watch their, their expressions. Just speak into the atmosphere and release those prophetic words. Don't watch their countenance, don't watch where their posture, don't watch their criticisms, don't watch even their moaning and complaining. Just speak the word. For if the Lord says to us, Go, thus says the Lord, let that be. That's why he said to Joshua, Be strong and be very courageous. Amen. There were some keys that, that I, I'm not going to go into. You you know, you're scholars of the word yourselves. Meditate on the word. Pray in the word. Live in the word. Immerse ourselves in the word. Saturate ourselves in the word. Because in our immersion in the word becomes comes the power and the grace of God to be strong, confident, and courageous. And last, in verse 90, it says, Have I not commanded you to be strong, and to be courageous so to be strong in this context is to take on the power of the holy spirit the indwelling might of the holy spirit acts chapter 2 speaks of the holy spirit falling upon them and and in them and that speaks of the dunamis the power of god well the strength of god here is the might it's to the power is to be courageous it's to be established it's to be fortified to be full of convictions of God. You know, when the Lord speaks to your spirit and he says, thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord to whoever, and you release those words of prophecy or you release those words of knowledge, there gets to the, the point in our maturity in Christ where we stop arguing our, with ourselves over whether that was God or whether that was your own mind. Have you ever been there? The transition between as you've grown in your grace and realize, oh, that's the Lord speaking right there. And the overwhelming, compelling conviction to release those words to those recipients. What happens? We stop arguing with God. The voice of God overrides the voice of our insecurities. The voice of God begins to overwhelm us when bring conviction. That's what it means to, to be fortified in our convictions. Be strong in the grace because there's much work to do. A couple of things that the Lord highlighted me to just declare that we are to continue in strength. That we are to sharpen our swords and polish our shields. Ephesians 6, 16 and 16. That this will be a season where grace will attract opportunities. Where grace, your grace, my grace, will attract opportunities. Oh, hallelujah. This is a season where God's unmerited favor 
will open doors like crazy in this season. Grace will open what flesh tried to shut. There are nations, there are nations. Prophet Melvin, this is particularly particularly to you. I, hear, I heard the Lord when I was praying for you last night, the Lord said that there were doors that were open to you that flesh of others shut. Because they were intimidated by your grace. Their insecurities called you to, called themselves to not pass on those invitations to come and speak. Their insecurities and the intimidation of the stature that you carry in the spirit caused them to falter and the blood of those nations are on the heads of those people who acted in fleshly state. But the Lord says, I'm going to open doors that flesh had previously tried to shut. In this season, God says that we will be fashioned by his hands and molded by his words. Oh, hallelujah. We will be fashioned by his hands. Psalms 119, 73 says, your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Give me understanding that you have meant, it reminded me of a word that uh, Dr. Jonathan David spoke recently about that there's a prophetic season and he spoke it from Jer Jeremiah 50, 25, that the armory has been opened. And he was speaking prophetically about mantles, mantles in the spirit, dimensions in the spirit, graces in the spirit that have, are available to, 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 to you and I that are called by God to, to, to fulfill our God-given assignments. But in order for that to happen, there, has, there is a fashioning that we have been going through. We have been fashioned by his hands and we are molded by his words. When the word becomes flesh in us, my God, hallelujah. When the word becomes flesh in us, why the word becomes flesh in us. Dr. Tim, the Lord, the Lord says that you are, you are not to stop speaking. You are not to stop speaking. When I send you go, when I call you come. Speak because you don't know the impact that your words are having on the lives of many. Speak because there is a fresh grace coming upon you. There is a fresh grace and there's a specific word which I say at the end, which the Lord gave me for you from Acts chapter 10. Now, as you speak, the Holy Spirit will fall, man of God. So we are fashioned by his words and molded by, fashioned by his hands and molded by his words. The next thing was that these will be seasons of endurance. Seasons of endurance have released in us a greater capacity for this next season. Amen. The seasons of endurance have released a greater capacity for these coming seasons. Hallelujah. Next one is that the season of abundance is upon us. This abundance doesn't just mean financial resources. This abundance means even resources. People are resources. People that will will be drawn to your ministry, people that will be drawn to serve, 
people that will be drawn to say, how can I help, pastor? How can I help woman of God? How can I help man of God? What can I do to assist in you fulfilling your assignment? Isaiah chapter 60, verses 3 and 4. I'll just mention it, but I'll just share. It says, your sons will come to your aid. In verse 6 of 2 Timothy chapter 1, it is described like this. The hardworking farmer who labors to produce crops ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. The Lord is going to send you strategic key people that will desire to serve you that are the fruits of your labor. You will partake from them because their lives have been sent to help you fulfill your grace. The next point is God has given us the grace to go deeper in this season. Mysteries and revelations that were previously shut or previously closed will be open to us in a fresh way in this season be sure be sure it says to consider consciously meditate on god's assignment that god's rhema word god's dabar word is coming to us to provide a greater clarity verse 7 of second timothy 1 Paul writes this, he says, consider the things that I am saying. Grasp their application, for the Lord will grant us insight and understanding in everything. God is desiring for us to go deeper. We are in a season of fresh seed. Holy Spirit of the Lord. We are in a season of fresh seed. God has deposited in our spirit fresh manna, fresh word, fresh revelation, fresh dimensions of the spirit because there is work to do. There is an assignment to fill. There are giants to take out. There are cities to take. There is land to possess. There are souls to save. There are nations to change. But unless we allow the seed of God, the word of God, to reside down on the inside of us, those dimensions won't break forth. In verse 8 of 2 Timothy, he says, remember that Jesus Christ is the seed of David. There is a prophetic seed in you and I that is wrestling with us my Jesus hallelujah there is a prophetic seed in us that is saying don't be limited don't be held back don't be bound by limitations the seed of God the word of God is wanting to burst forth in power wanting to break forth three things in this seed that the Lord showed me is going to break out the seed of a reformer number one the seed of a reformer jeremiah 50 25 the armory is open the mantles are there about 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 11 years ago 
before Holy Ghost. About 11 years ago, the Lord gave me a roadmap. I call it a roadmap. It was like a blueprint of 10 years. And the Lord showed me in that season, in those 10 years, 2011 to 2021. Well, that's 10 years. 20, 2010 to 2021. The Lord showed me that there, that many generals are going to be taken home. Many generals are going to be taken home. The church is almost going to go into a state of crisis. Why? Watch this. Because many have depended on those generals mm -hmm. for their faith. So they believed in what the man of God said, but they didn't believe enough to do for themselves. So they believe that salvation will come to many. Why? Because the general, the man of God, the evangelist that is rocking nations is taking the gospel everywhere. So their faith, when these men of God went, it left a void because many people were trusting in the man of God rather than the God of the man. Mm. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. And in, and in this roadmap, in this roadmap that the Lord showed me, the Lord showed me that there was going to be a crisis moment where the church would be brought to its knees. And the church would come to a place where it would be rebirthed almost. Why? Mm. In the book of Joel, in the book of Joel, in the book of Joel, chapter 2. And chapter, chapter 1, 2, and 3, and there's a part when it speaks about the, the priests and the ministers would weep between the porch and the altar. This speaks of the grace of intercession that would be rebirthed in the church again, because the church is waking up to realize that just, just as they had power, I have power. Just as they have the anointing, I have the anointing. There is no longer an excuse anymore. So this is partly what the Lord is saying in this season. You and I are going to carry this seed of a reformer that when you go and you speak, when you hold those meetings and you pray, when you go into to those classes and you teach, when you hold those conferences, when you do your Zoom meetings, you are scattering prophetic seed that will rise up reformers. The second seed that the Lord said is going to be released in this season is the seed of worship. Worship is going to become again a powerful tool that will usher in such a divine presence of God that prophesying will be easy. Preaching will be easy. Ministration and healings and miracles will break out like never before. Psalm 63. It says, a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. It says, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. Watch this. How powerful will it be the day when not just your soul longs for God, but your flesh longs for the presence of God as well? Normally, the flesh of God, according to the book of Romans and many other scriptures, is at total enmity against the spirit. But this speaks of a prophetic place that people can have in God where through worship, they are brought to a place of desperation and longing for the Lord. It says in verse two, to see thy power and thy glory. My brothers and sisters, the glory of the Lord 
is going to fall in this season. As the seed of worship begins to be released, as you, as you walk in the seed of the reformer, as you scatter those seeds of a reformer, the seeds of reformation, as you scatter those seeds of worship, let worship, birth worship on the inside of you. Don't just let other people lead worship. Don't just let other people sing those songs. You raise those songs. You hold those worship songs deep in your spirit and use them as prophetic arrows to chart the course in the realm of the spirit. You be the man or woman of God that as you hold your hands high, heavens acknowledge you and cause the manifestation of heaven to rest in your place. It says in verse 3, because thy loving kindness is better than life and my, my lips shall always praise you. Thus I will bless thee, O Holy Ghost. I will lift up my hands in your name. So the seed of worship, Hebrews, and then the, the final seed that the Lord said is going to be released the final seed, the seed of worship, seed of reformation, seed of worship, and the seed of legacy. The seed of legacy speaks of the grace to train the present and future generations. This is what it means when the Apostle Paul says to Timothy, you know what, my son, be strong. Be strong and continue. Be strong and go forward. In other words, everything that you and I carry must be deposited in the lives of others. We must, we must, we must leave this earth empty. We must, we must we must make sure that we have deposited the grace that we carry into the lives of others speaks of impartation holy ghost hebrews chapter 11 verse 9 and a couple more points and then we will pray hebrews 11 verse 9 it says by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in the tabernacles with isaac and jacob heirs with them of the same promise this week the divine destiny you and i have the ability to cultivate that wherever we are we raise up those isaacs and those jacobs that carry the promise that carry the anointing that carry the stature that carry the grace in the name of jesus that just Amen. as it was just as it is for me i release it into you that which i have when the apostles when they when they were walking they said i you know i don't have money but that which i have I give to you. I release into you the dimensions of the spirit that I carry. Why? Because it's not mine anyway. Mm. It was given to me for you. Amen. And in closing, 2021 for Kingdom Covenant Ministries is a season of fresh manna, fresh seed, fresh word. Exodus chapter 16 verse 4 says, The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. I will rain down. God is going to release manna, spiritual revelation, insight, foresight, grace, mysteries, strategies, wisdom to us in this season. 
to know how to navigate in this coming season. It will be a prophetic season of miracles because we cease not in our work for the Lord. John chapter 9, I'm just going to remind us of this scripture. While it is daytime, we must do the works of him who sent us. This is not our time to slack off. This is not our time to pull back. This is not our time to want to retire, but more so to refire. Amen. This is our time to push stronger, go further, release our graces into the lives of many through whatever ways God has said. This is a season, my brothers, the Lord says, of unusual miracles. Unusual miracles. So listen, so Jesus it says while while he said this jesus spat on the ground made some mud and applied it to the blind man's eyes if if that was not an unusual miracle i don't know what is <laughs> he told him <laughs> he told him now that i've now that i've applied mud, what does it speak of it speaks of the divine creative miracles that god is going to release in this season that as you and I preach the gospel, as we declare the word, as we take this gospel to the ends of the earth, one of the things that, that came to my spirit that while Prophet Melvin was speaking about the areas uh, that he was invited to speak in after all of this lockdown that lift, lifts was that these regions are the last frontiers where the gospel is being taken. These regions are the last frontiers of the Great Commission when Jesus says, go into all the world and take this gospel. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you right now. Oh. I'm going to release why Pastor Sai is here. That I'm going to release this because he's, I know his internet keeps dropping out. Pastor Sai, can you hear me, sir? Man of God. Hallelujah. Okay, as soon as he acknowledges, I'll, I've got to release something over him. Prophet Melvin, man of God, sir, yes. Yes, the Lord sir. says that this is a, a season of reproduction for you. Amen. A season of multiplying the grace that is in your life upon the lives of others. And the Lord, the Lord reminded me of the scripture in 1 Kings 18 when Elijah thought that he was the only one. But he didn't know that there were prophets that were hidden in caves. The Lord is saying to me to, to, to tell you, sir, that this is your season of multiplying your grace. This is a season where your the grace that is on your life is on is on the lives of others. It's just that they are in places of hiding. The caves speak of places where people have retreated, where people have maybe been wounded, maybe been hurt. But they've lost their way a bit. But the Lord says that these are the prophets. These are the ones 
that you are to call and i even hear that i even hear that the the the, the formation or the re in fact it's not the formation because it's already established as the lord but this is a rebirthing or a resetting of your own personal school of the prophets <laughs> where you train people in the prophetic where you train people in the ministry of the prophetic and you raise up prophets to the nations not just to the oceanic and asian continents but you raise up prophets to the nations where god is going to give you the grace to accelerate quickly with great momentum and raise up people with sharp very sharp prophetic grace very sharp prophetic grace and even in some of the places where you you cannot go simply because of your schedule god will give you the the favor of lives that you trust that when you say go people will say my god it's like you came yourself they they not they not only spoke like you it's not about your likeness about your personality but it's what you carry in your spirit they will carry in your their spirit it is a time of multiplication it is a time of reproduction mm -hmm. As you lay hands in this season, even I see as you relaunch in this season, as you as you your momentum to minister and administrate the grace, it continues to increase from from September onwards. The Lord says, as you lay hands on their heads, grace is going to be imparted. Spiritual impartation is going to take on a new level in this season. Oh, yes. God is going to give you the grace to impart like never before. The apostolic <laughs> grace and mantle on you to establish centers establish churches establish regions establish people is going to increase like never before why because this is the grace to govern this is the season where you god is going to release the impartation in you and for you and from you Amen. Thank you. Uh, thank glory you. to thank God. You. Hallelujah. Apostle Sharani, the Lord, as I was in prayer last night, praying before you, crying out to the Lord on your behalf, the Lord says, you have been hidden in the secret place. I've kept you in my secret place. Oh, glory to God. I've kept you hidden. But the, you are coming to a season where I am about to release you into the forefront. Your fashioning, your, that, that scripture in Psalms 119.73, his hands have fashioned you. And his word, woman of God, has molded you. But he's about to, and what I saw was, you know, those military boards where the generals would organize their troops and they would have a long stick and they would push their tanks on the map to show or demonstrate where they were assigning certain troops. I saw the hand of the Lord as this stick pushing you out from the secret place into the marketplace, out from the secret place into the forefront. It speaks of a coming out and a coming in. Favor. Isaiah 54. Oh, come Lord. Psalms 102. Just as the Lord says, just as there was a set time to favor Zion, 
This is a set time to favor Sharani. That's the word I've just heard from the Lord. As there was a set time to favor Zion, this this is a set time to favor. You will rise up. You will rise up. Dr. Tim, my dear friend, encourager, you are like a Barnabas. You bring such a source of encouragement to many. The Lord says that if you thought you were busy before, get ready. Because you're going to be even busier for me in this next season. In fact, I see, this is me speaking, I see as Michael, as your brother, what the Lord is showing me is that your work in ministry will increase and your secular work, your, your business, your work, your profession will slow down slightly. In fact, God is stressed, currently strategizing to give you more time to take the grace and the gift of God that is on your life out to the marketplace, out to the churches, out to ministries. The scripture that came to me as I was praying for you, sir, was Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 44. And it speaks of when, when Peter was speaking and he was talking. And after he continued to speak, the Bible says that, after, and as he spoke, all those who were listening, the spirit of God fell. Man of God, I see great moves of the spirit operating on your life in this season. You will not just speak the word, but the word will be followed by the signs and wonders and miracles of the Holy Spirit. You have... You have that you will have amazing times of witnessing, of witnessing the presence of the Lord tangibly in your midst. Your eyes will behold what others have yearned for. Your eyes will behold a fresh oil that will you will see has come through your love and your life with your beloved savior you will see it your eyes will behold it in the name of jesus amen you are you are called. Yes, sir. God says to you, as I was praying for you last night, that God is saying, he's given you the confidence to go big. He's given you the confidence to go bigger. He's given you the confidence in your spirit. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. He's given you the confidence to go bigger. He says, because I've placed upon you a grace to gather many. I've put upon you a grace to gather many. People will come when you call. Don't be afraid. 
don't be when you call as things lift in your nation and you start to have meetings gather pastors mm. gather leaders gather elders gather them make a call i'm having a meeting to pray for our nation i'm telling you man of god as the lord is my witness i saw them coming i saw them coming from the villages i saw them coming on horses and i saw them coming in cars as you send out the call they will come because god has mm. given you a grace to, to mm. gather Amen. in jesus name Amen. man of god pastor prince my friend i don't pastor saw you here yes yes he's can you wave your hand? I don't know if you can hear. Yes, amen. He's there. Let me before I finish with Pastor Prince. Let me just release this, Pastor pa, Pastor Saul. The Lord says, "This is your season of sowing. This is your season, my friend. There is there is a harvest waiting to happen in your life and in your ministry. The Lord says, "This is a season for you to sow. It doesn't matter what." It doesn't matter where. It, well, it matters where. I'll come back to that in a minute. It says, scatter your seed in fertile ground. Scatter your seed in fertile ground. Honor those you know. Honor those you know who carry a fertile grace. And you will see the blessings of the Lord will overtake you. God is setting you up, man of God, for a season of blessings. It is, it's that scripture in Genesis chapter 26, 12, when Isaac sowed in the land. And in fact, it says, when Isaac sowed in that land, in that land. Oh, God, it's gone. Is it, it's recorded, isn't it? So, amen. Pastor Saul, the Lord says, as you sow in that land, speaking of your land, Sierra Leone, your land, as you sow in that land, you will reap a hundredfold. There are places where God is saying, so into that land, so into that ministry, so into that man, so into that family. And as you sow, it doesn't, it's, it's, not, it's not concerned about what you sow, how much you sow. It is the, it is, you are in a season of sowing and your harvest is coming back rapidly. In the same year, as I speak, the spirit of the Lord is confirming in my spirit from today, today, 14th of July, 2021, before the 14th of July, 2022 is over, you will reap a hundredfold in the same year. A hundredfold in the same year. Why? Because you, uh, you, your obedience to sow in this season of sowing will cause a rapid harvest. In Jesus' name. There is great honor. There is great honor. There is great honor in you, man of God. You are a man of honor. You are a man of honor. Even those who, even those who you have parted from, sow into them. Even those who raised you, sow into them. Even those, even those um, elderly mothers uh, or, or elderly fathers who helped you, raise you, spoke into your life, sow into them. Because there is a harvest that is coming because of your obedience, man of God. That which you desire 
that which in fact in the name of Jesus there is wealth wrapped up in the pockets of men in your nation not even outside of your nation in your nation there is wealth wrapped up in the pockets of men in your nation that will re be released as you sow in your land the, 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 the divine transaction is linked to your sowing in your land in Genesis 26 to 12, it says, Isaac sowed in that land. And in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. You're going to reap a hundredfold, my friend. You're going to reap a hundredfold in this season in the name of Jesus. My dear friend, Pastor Prince, and final, finally closing with this, this prayer, this prophetic word. The Lord says to tell you that you are a Joseph. You are a Joseph. See, right now. You have been, you have been despised. You have been criticized. You have been cajoled and you have been pushed around by those who you thought were spiritually mature leaders, elders, pastors, believers, so forth. But just like Joseph, it was only for a time. Because the grace that you carry, hey, in fact, many, many try to call you proud and arrogant. It's not that you're arrogant or proud. It's just that you knew what you saw. When God showed you the vision and the blueprint, you knew what you saw. Maybe you didn't have the words to articulate, like Joseph, exactly how you saw it out playing. And many misinterpreted the grace that you carry because they saw arrogance. But what they didn't see was a visionary. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. They didn't see a visionary. They didn't see a man that has been called. This is what the Lord spoke to me last night. You have been called to preserve a generation. <laughs> You have been called to orchestrate and facilitate things to help to preserve a generation. There are generations that will come into the knowledge of the kingdom of God because of the connectivity that God is allowing you to formulate. The Lord says, don't allow the hurt of others, though. In fact, the Lord said, don't allow the hurting words of others to stop you from going back to them mm -hmm. and loving them. Don't allow the hurting words of others to stop you releasing a blessing yes. in them, to them. Yes. Don't allow those words that were spoken that have, that they may have. You know, and I said, I said this to you before, and the Lord is reminding it to me again. Is the very same ones that 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 rejected you, the very same ones that turned against you, are the very ones that are going to open doors in this season and are going to ask you to come in. Oh. We acknowledge your grace. We acknowledge your grace, Pastor Prince. We acknowledge your anointing, Pastor Prince. We acknowledge your wisdom and your strategies. Can you come in and train our people? Can you come in and do a, a school of training on this and on that? They will be the ones that will call you. They will ask. They will ask of you. They will ask. In fact, I hear the Lord saying that they will be asking other people right now. They are asking other people. Have you heard about Pastor Prince? Where? What is he doing now? 
And those people will come to you and say, Pastor Prince, you never guessed that that pastor from Singapore, that pastor from Indonesia, that pastor from Philippines, or that pastor from Malaysia, that pastor from North Malaysia, from West Malaysia, from South Malaysia, they're asking about you. What should I say? Hey, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, may the grace of the Lord, my word to you, my brother, and yes. we've walked together. We've known each other for over 15 years. Yes. Be strong in the grace. Thank Be you. strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man yes. of God. Just like Dr. Tim, the, you have much work to do. You have, you both, you and your wife have much work to do. And you need to protect your home because you are raising up two anointing sons. You are raising up two anointed sons that will be positioned very strategically. I see the Lord said, one in politics, one God is gonna raise up in politics, one in business, the Lord is gonna raise, both will have dual, dual, ay, Holy Ghost, help me Lord, dual, dual callings. In other words, they will be called in, church in ministry they will have significant callings in ministry but they will function duly in their vocations as well one in politics and one in business but they will both be called into ministry in fact one will be very strong in worship you have to protect your protect your oh. home protect your home because there's there, there is there is great work to do in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak into the lives of my brothers and sisters. I, I consider it as an honor. I'm humbled to be known among such. And Lord, I thank you for the grace to govern our lives and the power to prevail in our lives in Jesus' name. We do all of this for the work of your kingdom, for the fervence and the extension of your work upon the earth in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.